Hello, Charmers. Welcome into another episode of Miss Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so much for joining me today. Come on in, come on in, come on in, come on in. You know the drill. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Grab you something sexy to drink, infused waters. I just drank some water. It was not infused, just some regular alkaline, cold, icy cold water. It felt good in my system going down. Replenish yourself, hydrate yourself, fill yourself up with a source of water because you need it. (laughs) And if you need to reach for something a little extra today, I understand, sis. Do that. This is your time. This is your me time. Your personal time. So come on in. For those of you who are new here, welcome to Miss Charm School Podcast. I'm happy for you to join me today and the sisterhood and brotherhood of those that are listening all around the globe, literally from the Caribbean to Europe to the United States to the motherland, the continent of Africa literally all over the the globe so thank you for joining the tribe think not it a mistake that you are here for the people who are here and a part of this tribe are literally called to this place into this space and i'm so honored to share this space with you so thank you for joining me um for those of you who need the explanation of who miss charm school is for and what is miss charm school all about it's coming at you in three, two, one. Miss Charm School podcast is for those of us who are in transition, people who are transitioning from their womanhood into their queendom. What does that mean? Well, your womanhood is really a, your single season, your season where it's really about me and your decisions really only affect yourself. And uh, it's really a time of planting seeds in your garden and cultivating and growing yourself when you really can put the spotlight on you and only focus on you. When you are in your queendom, it's just an elevated position where there are more people underneath your watch and underneath your care, where your decisions no longer just impact yourself, but they impact nations. Nations just meaning groups of people. So you can be in your queendom if you are a mother, if you are a fiance, if you are a girlfriend, if you are a spouse, a wife, if you are a um manager or a director or some type in some type of supervisor role at your job or any one of those elevated positions if you're a caretaker for one of your loved ones or even if you have a cat or a dog okay <laughs> you are the queendom of that you are in your queen season in that domain in with that relationship so ideally more so people not necessarily animals or plants okay but you guys catch the drift, right? So those of you who are here, Miss Charm School Podcast is really for women who are putting on the clothes of their queendom. And this is a sacred space for us to come together and have real talk, real dialogue on how to be the best queens in our arena, how to strengthen our relationships with our coworkers. First of all, our relationship with God. Second of all, the relationship with self. And third of all, the relationship with others, whoever that other may be that you have been given and gifted the opportunity to be in a position of authority in that person's life. So this is where we do life together. This is the work. This is the thing that separates you from all the other queens out there, right? Your style, your leadership, your ability to work on yourself, grow, tend to your garden 
is really what sets you apart from others. And here in Miss Charm School Podcast is where we do that work, where we have those conversations, where we laugh, where we have fun, where we grow, and how we pour into ourselves. So thank you so much for joining me. Yes, 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 yes. Snaps, 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 snaps. <laughs> Today's episode is really just about that. Um, queendom. <laughs> Lately, I have been pulled into a space where my responsibilities have expanded into caretaking for a parent. And in caretaking for that parent, while also stepping into management positions with corporate, where I work with team members and all these different things, there's so much. And there's a lot of power dynamic and a lot of different things going on. But more importantly than the things that are happening is checking in with myself and my spiritual practice and really finding that if I was to grade myself on a scale of one to five for maintaining my sacred pampering practices or maintaining my spiritual practice this week, I would totally give myself a one. (laughs) And so why don't we do that? Why don't we give ourselves a grade this week on a scale of one to five? How did you maintain your spiritual sacred practice? And if you don't even know what a spiritual sacred practice is, then you would definitely be at a zero. But we're going to get it together, sis, or bruh, in this episode. So how would you rate yourself this week? How did you do? Did you have carve out time for yourself and your spiritual sacred practice every day this week? Go ahead and give yourself a rating, one to five. For me, it was definitely a one. I struggled immensely in carving out time for my sacred time with God. And I usually do sacred time in the morning and then I have an alert that goes off on my phone at noon, a little bit after noon every day that is called overriding the static. And I can explain what that is. Overriding the static is simply... Um, it's a way for me to check in with myself in the middle of the day. And I started this in the beginning of the year. Sometimes we are thinking automatic negative thoughts. And I shared this in two episodes ago. I shared about if your thoughts were on loudspeaker, what would they say about you? And I realized that I had been thinking a lot of negative thoughts sort of automatically about myself and about Um, others in my life and my interactions with them and just my world like I have been just not thinking positively about them and in this level of work we understand that thoughts genuinely are things that whatever you're thinking is ultimately what you're creating and because we understand that we are creators of our life and of our world because we are made in the image of the divine creator and so made in the image and the likeness of the creator we are therefore creators And not just creatives, but creators. And when you understand the weight of that and you really get a mind explosion on what that means, it calls you into a greater level of responsibility to take the reins and really sit in the driver's seat around your creations. And really being more intentional about your thoughts and understanding that the thoughts that you're just casually thinking, whether good or bad, are the vibrations that you're putting out to the world and therefore getting back to you. 
And that shouldn't sound like something overwhelming. You know, it's happening whether we recognize it or not. But once you step into a place of awareness, you also step into a greater place of accountability. And so earlier this year, I implemented something called overriding the static. And what that simply means is uh, I've used this analogy before. When you're listening to a radio station, even though y'all don't listen to radio stations no more, but if you remember listening to a radio station, when you get out of range, it begins to have static. That's simply it. Or when, you know, you're watching something on television or on your phone and the signal goes out, you get static, right? That's the modern way of saying it. Or you get a black screen or, you know, something disconnects, right? Something's disconnected. You're getting static. And that's simply what overriding the static means. It just means that, hey, check in with yourself. Are you getting far away from the signal? Are you getting far away from the tower? What what station are you on? Is your station coming in clear? Is it the picture that you want it to be? Or is there something off? Is there something dysfunctional? Are you thinking negative thoughts? Are you being disconnected from the source? And so overriding the static happens for me at noonish, And it's just a time for me to stop, breathe, and recalibrate myself back to the signal, back to source, to check my thoughts, to make sure my thoughts are operating at the highest version, that I'm thinking good thoughts about myself, that I'm being kind to myself and being pleasant with myself, you know, that I'm not beating myself up mentally. For example, I did a speech um, at a college, a community college here in San Diego. And while I was there, you know, I did it. And when I left, I was driving home and my thoughts automatically start, you know, going over what I said. And I start thinking, oh my God, did I say that? Oh my God, I didn't answer the question. This was wrong. This was wrong. So if my phone would have went off at that moment and it was an alert for override the static, in that moment, for example, I would have stopped myself and said, okay, we're thinking negative about ourselves. Everything was fine. Take a deep breath. You said what you were supposed to say. You know, it's just a way for me to kind of check in with myself. All right. Got it. Got it. Y'all got it. Cool. All right. <laughs> so I have that every day. So I have my morning time and then my afternoon time every day with God. And I love that time with God. It is so amazing. And so this past week, as my responsibilities have increased temporarily, I have only made time for sacred time with God once. Yes, girl, once. And I am someone who makes time with God at least at minimum twice a day, pretty much all day throughout the day. But like intentional, I sit down on the ground with a mat. I have a special mat that is like my me and God time mat. And I sit on it, I have my affirmations, I light a candle, I sit in meditation, sometimes I play um, some frequency waves and brain brain waves music, um, Hertz music specifically, if you want to Google that, do it, it's amazing. Um, you know, sometimes I stretch and just different things, like there's, I literally twice a day have intentional like time with God, not just like sitting silent and still like now nah, it's a real like, you know, I don't know, like how Muslims stop and pray three times a day. Like I have a real set aside practice twice a day. So to only get to that once this week was extremely, I didn't even realize how drained I've been until I hit my mat one day this week. 
And I almost felt like I was going to be in tears because it just, I got these chills all over my body when I finally hit my mat this week because my soul was thirsty for it. Like, dang God, I just miss sitting here with you and listening to you and having you tell me what scriptures to read and, you know, writing in my journal and lighting my candle. Like I've just missed my practice. And this is why having a sacred practice is so important because it's a time for you to genuinely fill up. I don't know what the hell I was doing (laughs) before my spiritual practice. Clearly, I was running massively on fumes because to miss it for four out of the five days this week has been exhausting. Like I, at the end of the day, I come home around, you know, six o'clock or so. By seven o'clock, I'm in the bed and I'm asleep the whole night, okay? That's not normally like me, but I've been that drained. Um, My other... Other ways I love to fill myself up are taking bubble baths and those sorts of things. I think I did that once this week, which I normally do, if not once every day, like every other day. So basically, this episode (laughs) in real time is me reinforcing the importance of boundaries for you time. And the reality is you are better able to serve others Once you fill yourself up, that's the truth. You are better able to serve others once you fill yourself up. You are more creative once you fill yourself up. You have a greater attitude when you fill yourself up. You're happier when you fill yourself up. And this does not mean getting filled up by other people around you. That's the other thing I wanted to mention to you. At first, when I didn't realize that I wasn't I was omitting my quiet time, I started to realize that I was starting to look for things outside of myself to fill myself up. And the first thing, if I could be fully transparent with you all, the first thing that I went to was like, oh my God, I just, I need to go hang out with a particular male friend and just spend time with him and like, you know, have that lovey-dovey time. That was my first reaction. Like, oh, I got to like, go get that. I got to go have that. And the truth is when I spend my quiet time with God, I don't need anything. (laughs) I may want, you know, I may have a desire to share that experience with someone, but I don't need it. It doesn't come from a place of like, you know, frustration if I don't get it. If I don't get it, cool, you know, because my cup is already full. My tub is already full. My infinity pool is already full and overflowing. So, you know, I'm operating from a different space and it's a more peaceful space. It's a more, it's an effortless space where I really flow. And so I'm just sharing with y'all in real time that when the tough gets going and your responsibilities increase, do not omit your quiet time with God. Do not omit your sacred pampering practices beyond your many petties. I really want to encourage you to genuinely spend time with God. Genuinely. And this is beyond going to church. I went to church on the weekend and all that. But sometimes even going to church is busyness. It's doing. It's another thing on your list to do. 
And while I'm all down for church, I'm all down for Jesus, I understand the scripture that says, forsake not the assembly of yourselves because it's important to do life with like-minded people who um, believe what you believe and can help reinforce you and strengthen you and all that good stuff. There's a lot of benefits to doing life with other believers and community. I 100% agree with that. But I also want to encourage you to not just make Bible study and Sunday church another thing on your list of things to do, like your checkbox. Okay, I did this, I did that, I did this. When you really build a sacred practice with God, it's not just a talking to God in prayer, but a listening. If I could really be honest with you, it's a very passionate love affair. Like the level that I'm at right now in my personal time with God this is why when I finally hit my mat this week I just got chills all over my body like like somebody was hugging me that I haven't been hugged by in a really long time but I've been craving their hug like that's how it felt and I know that sounds crazy probably to a lot of people listening but that's where I'm at right now to be fully transparent and that's it takes courage to say that because I could hear people potentially being like girl what I don't look at God as a lover. God is my God. He's my savior. But where I'm at in my sacred practice with God, I really look at God not just as a savior. Yes, he's my, God is my savior. Not just as a friend. Yes, God is my friend. Not just as a father. That's a really big one for me. Yes, God is my father. And I'm still working to grow and expand my understanding on what that means. But also, I'm really loving experiencing God as a lover. Because the Bible says, and oh Lord, here I go being preachy, but the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that if you believe in him, you will not perish but have everlasting life. How many of y'all know John three sixteen? That's like the one scripture everybody learned. But the beginning of that says, for God so loved the world, God loved the world that he sent his son, right? That's the beginning, that God loved you. God loved you before you even knew who God was or experienced it or experienced that level of love. And so lately, when I spend time in my sacred pampering with God, my sacred pampering really includes, even when I take my bubble baths, I sit in my bubble bath and I say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God, would you allow me to hear you clearly right now? God, what do you want to say to me? God, what do you want? What am I not seeing in my life that you want me to see? God, how can I increase my gratitude? God, what do I need to shift my focus on so that I can increase my gratitude? These are the types of questions that I ask. This is queendom, okay? This is queendom, ladies. This is not just our womanhood. This is queendom. This is the next level. And I sit with God. And God sits with me. And that's just, I don't want to get emotional, but that's just so beautiful. I sit with God and God sits with me. And I'm so loved by God. I'm so loved by God. And, and I love God so very much. And we have this intimacy of our relationship together. And I might get emotional. But we have this intimacy in our relationship together where I sit and I write things down that I I feel that my spirit is picking up from God. 
And people always ask the question, like, well, how do you know if it's God? How do you know if it's your own voice? Um, to be honest with you, I'm still working through that. I think that when it's God, I usually ask, like, God, can you back up what you're telling me in scripture? And usually I have a Bible near near me in my um, quiet time with God. And I'll get a scripture verse that pops in my head. And when I open it, if it confirms what I just heard, then I feel like oh, I know that I know that I know that it was God. So sometimes I just ask God, would you confirm that to me in scripture? And God will give me a scripture. As I just said, there are times where I'm literally sitting in my quiet time, in my sacred pampering quiet time, and I'll ask God, will you allow me to hear what it is that you're saying to me? Now, whether or not you do it, whatever you hear, whether or not you act on it, that's your business. And that's a part of faith, you know? And without faith, it's impossible to please God because a lot of us can hear God. I'm still working on hearing God, but I've gotten much stronger since I've started this practice. And when I hear God, the next step is to act on it. And sometimes it doesn't mean necessarily going and doing anything, but it could mean an attitude shift. It could mean a perspective shift. It could mean that you think different thoughts it could mean that you stop calling a particular person. Like, for example, God told me in quiet time, stop reaching out to this person. I haven't stopped reaching out to them yet. Hello. <laughs> but I'm going to stop now. <laughs> and I just asked, I said, God, you know, I pray that it's not too late. I pray that your promise didn't expire for me. Forgive me for not listening to you the first time. Because sometimes when you sit with God in this type of level of practice, you when you get up from your quiet time sometimes things are so clear in your quiet time and there's so much love and there's so much peace but you get up and you go through life and you you start reasoning with yourself you start saying well this logically makes sense and this makes sense and this makes sense and okay and you start acting on it but that action is out of alignment with what god said to you in your quiet time or your practice with him why am i going down this lane i don't know but obviously somebody needs to hear it so don't reason yourself like I have out of the alignment. Trust what you hear in your quiet time. Trust what is being downloaded or uploaded in your spirit. Trust what you have written in your notes. Trust it. Trust it because God is not trying to steer you wrong. And sometimes God is just looking for our faith. Will you believe what I tell you? And I believe that's the next step for me is really trusting God and not reasoning and log, you know, using human logic to get myself out of alignment, but to stay in alignment and trusting what I'm hearing in my quiet time. Just think of it like this. Like I have friends who have told me, I don't even know why you asked me for my opinion. You're not going to do what I said. <laughs> Imagine that being God. Ooh, that was good. I felt that one. That was good. Imagine that being God. You sit, you have this quiet time, you have this intimacy with God. Mm, it feels so good. You're like, mm, God, that makes sense. You're writing it down. You're taking notes. You're being a good steward. You know, you're being a good student. You're like listening, all the good stuff. And so as a friend and as your lover, your friend feels like, yeah, that's why I rock with her. She cool people. And then you get up and you do the complete opposite that your friend just told you to do. And your friend eventually, every time you go back to them, like, man, you know, they be like, I don't know why I'm telling you anything. You ain't going to listen to me. That's how God feels. 
That's exactly how God feels. And the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his or her ways and should expect to receive nothing from God. And so when you're double-minded, when you are, you know, let's say you get an upload about something in your spirit and then you say, ah, well, I'm gonna do this. You're being double-minded. You're not being in alignment. You're not being sold out on the promise. You're not being sold out on faith. You're not being sold out on the thing that God told you. You're not. You're being double-minded. You're considering all these different options. You're doing. You're moving multiple different ways. And the Bible specifically says, which I believe the Bible is full of promises, you should expect to receive nothing from God. You're unstable. Why would God bless someone who's unstable? Unless the blessing is to get me out of being unstable. Get me out of instability. Is that the right word? Instability? Get me out of that and bring me to a place of stability. Ooh, that's a mouthful that just came through there. So, yes. All right. This is what I've been going through this week. Even in my own just sacred practice with God, I've been unstable. I've omitted omitted it because I've been quote unquote busy. But then being drained and depleted with no energy to even go to the gym. You know, I think I did a 30 minute workout the other day while I was on a Zoom call for work. (laughs) Like trying to multitask. Like, no, you know. So I just want to encourage you this week, ladies who are practicing in your transition with your queendom to do not omit your sacred pampering time. Spend time with God. Make it a priority. There's so many benefits to it. Joy, happiness, abundance, peace. Those are some of the benefits. Clarity, understanding. And once you spend that time with God, whether that's your bubble bath or whether that's like me multiple times a day, because I just feel like I need God all the time. Hello, I want to make the right steps. Or whether that's sitting down on a mat like I do, or maybe for some of you, it's sitting in nature. I know some of you that live near the water, it's going to the beach and spending time with God at the beach and reading your word and listening to worship music or going for a walk in nature, whatever it is for you. I want to encourage you, do it. Make time for it. Make it a priority. Make it non-negotiable. Say no to someone else or push something else back on your schedule to make sure that you spend time with God. And then when you spend that time with God, whatever answers that you get, whatever clarity that you get, whatever conversations that you have with God, because trust, God wants to speak to you. Whatever conversations that you have, one, allow them. Two, allow yourself to stay in alignment with them. When you get up from that time with God and you go about your life, don't second guess it. Or if you do second guess it, remind yourself, no, 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 I'm going to trust what I heard in my time with God. I'm going to trust that by acting on it, by staying in alignment with it, by holding my thoughts that are in agreement with it. And I'm going to cancel or disallow or dismiss thoughts that are out of alignment of it, out of alignment of what God shared with me. And I want to hear the fruit of it. I want to hear the fruit and the testimonies of it. This is a real practice. This takes real work. It's it's a real muscle, like exercising in the gym. 
it's a muscle that you have to practice. And as you practice it, it will get stronger. And the five pound weights will be easy and the 10 pound weights will be easy and the 20 pound weights will become easy. And you'll find that your faith will have increased. You'll find that, you know, believing God and staying in alignment becomes easier for you. These are queen skills. These are queen skills. Because as you step into places of elevation and people are looking at you to make rules and decisions that impact their lives, how much better is everyone in your queendom under your domain if your decisions are God's decisions, they're aligned with God? How much more are you a winner and are you successful when you're trusting in alignment with what the creator is asking you to? Everybody wins. Hello. And that's what ultimately it's all about. That's what it's about. It's about getting it right, living in a place of peace, having true joy, and having the people that are attached to your life benefit from you just sitting down in your sacred time, not canceling God out, practicing listening to God, and practicing being in alignment with God. Just you making that commitment to yourself could literally impact the nations of people around you to where they are also living their best life because you simply sat and listened and obeyed. That's what I have for you this week, Charmers. I love you, love you, love you lots. Keep doing the great work. Don't beat yourself up too bad. If you get out of alignment, just get back on course. I genuinely need you to be great. I need you to be great because there's a lot of lost souls out here. A lot. There's a lot of people that just don't know what they're doing. There's a lot of people that have bought into the lies of the enemy. The lies of deception. The lives of delusion. And it's heavily saturated in all of our culture. And I need you to get a revelation of who you are, what you're meant to do in this life. And I want you to bring that person forward. Because when you bring that person forward, it encourages other people to let their lights shine as well. As you grow and become a leader and a queen in your arena, you encourage other people, you inspire other people, you train other people to be great. And if you can have your light shining at the optimum speed of light that it's supposed to, then guess what? The whole world literally is better for it. And so it's imperative to me, even when I don't feel like recording these episodes, it's imperative to me to get up and to do it and to share my life with you openly, to share with you my struggles, my losses, my wins, my lessons, because a loss is a lesson, right? It's imperative to me to show my scars, to show my wounds, to show my heart, to tell you that I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. And to encourage you that it's not a waste of time, that it's important. It's important. Because the world is genuinely waiting on you to be great. I need you to be great. The world needs you to be great. So stay encouraged. Keep tending to your garden. 
and continue to walk by faith. I love you, Charmers. Talk to you later.